summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right. Get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in store 822 through 828 and online 822 through 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees. I know, you know, we know why. I know, you know, we know why. You feeling my baseline, feeling my, feeling my baseline. You feeling my baseline, you feeling, you feeling my baseline. What is going on and welcome in to That Being Said Podcast brought to you by Sant Sports. This is Sports on Tap and it's episode 530. Two of the That Being Said podcast, um, we're coming to you on a Thursday afternoon after yep. we had some uh, drama last night, Rockets Warriors, we got some crazy NBA things going on. Um, episode 532 is about to be a good one, and I'm your co-host here at the Sant Hub, George, yep. um, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur, coming at you recorded and direct from the Sant Hub, as Sammy said. Happy Thursday. Um, let's, I mean, let's just jump right into it, huh? Yeah, I mean, really quickly, though, I always like to make sure you guys know it's brought to you by Sports on Tap. And you can find us at Sant Sports, S-O-N-T-Sports.com. And you can find everything about us there, social media, um, the podcast, and whatnot. Um, yeah, Rockets Warriors. So, obviously, 2-2 series, no teams lost at home yet. Um, and last night, we get one of the most wild playoff moments, not... That doesn't have to actually do with the game, which is Kevin Durant's calf sprain, right? Strain? Strain. Strain, sprain. Uh, I think you have to – I could be totally wrong here. I don't know much about muscles and injuries and stuff. I know where you're going with this. What? A sprain would be like when you sprain your ankle. Yeah, because I think – because I, Yeah, I think there has to be a bone involved to sprain, but a muscle involved to strain. But I could be wrong. Yeah, anyways, he had, I'm a, just saying. he had a calf sprain strain. I thought you were going to actually say something about the injury. No, that's um, all, no. I mean, I was just trying to make a difference between sprain and strain. We all thought it was an Achilles. I mean, it it was one of those where most people on the broadcast, even Reggie Miller said it, Achilles, most people label it as you feel like you get kicked in the back of the leg in the Achilles and you turn around and look like, who just kicked me? And Durant had that exact look and it was non-contact, just shooting a jumper. So... It was one of those wild moments where we really thought this guy might have torn his Achilles in game five of the second round. And I that know. might have been the first time the Warriors actually, who've had bad injury luck throughout seasons and seasons, but never actually in the middle of like an important part of the playoffs. Yeah, I was actually going to like bring that up, and I'm glad you did here early in the podcast. The one thing with the Warriors throughout their, you know, now we'll call it dynasty, is that they haven't had any major injuries that, you know, really took anyone out for the rest of the playoffs and they have kind of been on the other side of it where the teams they're playing get major injuries i mean from their first championship kevin love and kyrie irving the next year kawhi leonard, kawhi leonard the uh year after that i think they're just really good so they just kind of ran through everyone and then last year chris paul so They've avoided the big injury, and it seems like they might have avoided disaster here. Now, let's—I mean, I'm not—you know—the series is not by no means over, and we'll get—we'll get into the game action uh, and what happened and transpired yesterday after Kevin Durant's injury here in a minute. But assuming, just you know, for argument's sake, that the the Warriors do move on here and win this series, just assuming, and we will talk about that in a minute. It seems like Kevin Durant has an opportunity to return later in the playoffs. It's not for sure, but an opportunity. And DeMarcus Cousins also has an opportunity. For So for a team that has not had any major injuries, they've had two important pieces go out for the playoffs. And I don't want to count. Nothing wrong against Andre Iguodala, but him missing a few games last year in that uh, Rockets series is not a major injury to me. No, and like you said, there's one thing, two things here that I like to bring up is They've been on the receiving end of injuries, not on the their end of it happening. Yeah. Steph Curry hurt his groin one year or something. He's had his ankle Wasn't problems. Was that the first round? Yeah, something yeah. like that. And Kevin Durant, obviously, we thought he like tore his ACL at one point last year, the year before. Um, but they've never actually had a major injury You know that is like, oh, in the thick of an important series, this guy's out. And, yeah, they've had a suspension of Draymond Green, but still – 
as much That's as his own doing. <laughs> well, no, and and Draymond Green's still the third piece on a team, right? right? I mean, we might be talking something completely different if 2015, when LeBron lost the Warriors, they lost Kevin Love, but they still have Kyrie. It might have been, you know, not that big of a loss. It's a big loss because Kevin Love, but. We're talking about their third best player missing a game once. They've always been on the more positive end of injuries, and they've never had to deal with this. Um, you said that they're kind of in a positive situation, or they're avoiding disaster. I, I, I'm saying, I wouldn't say avoiding disaster. I'm saying Achilles would have been the worst case scenario. They avoided the worst case scenario. Okay. Well, I, I agree and disagree. The only thing is, this is worst case scenario in the sense of. Um, or they avoided disaster in the sense of this series is how I feel because of winning that game. Yes. I mean, the, the real, real huge disaster in this series would be losing last night and not having Kevin Rand for six and seven. I'd probably put my money on the Houston Rockets. Right. But now with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, who remember is still the best team of all time before mm-hmm. Kevin Durant showed up, whether I know they didn't win the championship, but the best record of all time, um, those guys will probably win one out of two games yeah, compared to so. winning uh, compared to winning two straight, right, without Kevin right. Durant. And, and my big thing is, yeah, they might have avoided disaster here, but Kevin Durant will probably, most likely, not play a game one or a game two, depending. It's, it, they're saying it's seven to ten days, and it yeah. could be worse. Yeah, it could be not until the finals if they get there. Yeah, and my thing is, I actually... And I rarely agree with guys like Charles Barkley because he mm-hmm. says wild statements. But if Durant's not in this Western Conference Finals, I could see the Denver Nuggets actually having a chance to beat the Golden State Warriors. I could see the Portland Trailblazers having a chance. And it's not because I'm disrespecting Steph or Clay. I just think this team without Durant, other teams have caught up to this Warriors a little bit mm-hmm. um, because of their depth and just kind of the overall wear and tear of having a three, four year run. And it's not necessarily anything to do with Curry or Clay not being able to do it themselves. Just it's really hard to lose your best player yeah. in the middle of the NBA playoffs. And I'm not going to disagree there, but I'm also going to have to say, I mean, when Charles Barkley said yesterday on the broadcast after the game, saying they have, I mean, basically say they have no chance if Kevin Durant doesn't return. I, I, I couldn't disagree more. This team is won. I didn't say I agree they have no chance. No, I didn't chance. say, I know, I'm not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about what Charles Barkley said. <laughs> you're saying you, that you're giving Denver a chance. You didn't say that you're going to pick them. Yeah. But Charles Barkley came out there and said, I give them no chance without Kevin Durant. Yeah, but that's pointless to talk about because they say those things because I, it's, it's he, he right, says that I, because he said the Blazers were going to make the finals. Right, but. And my, it's for like clickbait reasons. Right. You know, like, my, my, my point here was. I think I heard Chris Broussard say this on Colin's show today. We forget that Kevin Durant was a luxury item for them. I mean, this team, now they're older and we haven't seen them do it, but you put up a great thing on Twitter today, Sammy, that they're, what, 27-1 and in their last 28 games without Kevin Durant. And Steph Curry playing. And Steph Curry playing. And they're also, they went to back-to-back finals. They won 73 games with the core without Kevin Durant. So I personally, I'm not going to say they're a foregone conclusion. Like, I'm not crazy that crazy or anything like that. But I still find them, whether or not Kevin Durant is healthy, the favorite to me to win the NBA Finals. I still have him as the favorite to get out of the West. I would not have him as the favorite of the NBA Finals if Durant, let's say, hypothetically, was out I'm six saying, weeks. I'm saying if, if let's just assume Durant is... Done for the year. Yeah. I would probably pick the Milwaukee Bucks. I, the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, it's um, not a crazy state. Because the Milwaukee Bucks, there's something special about this team. The way they play defense, the way they rally together, the way Giannis is an ultimate teammate. Where, and I think everyone on that team actually genuinely loves each other. Yes, I agree um, with that. They just went against this Boston team. Forget Boston's chemistry, which we'll get to the Bucks, but forget Boston's yeah. chemistry. They tore up a team that had much more talent than them probably overall. And I could see them competing with the Warriors in that sense. Um, But back to the Warriors for a second. I really do think they've avoided disaster in this series Mm because losing this game would have been the end-all, be-all. I think they would have... Houston probably would have won game six at home just because, like, that momentum would have been wild with Chris Paul. Like, we're the healthy team this year. I, I personally think if they the Rockets won that game yesterday, I think it would have been over. I, I think they'd go to Houston and win the game six. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. I'm agreeing with you. I, I don't think that there's... I, I just... 
even if I think the Rockets are going to win Game Six, but I just don't see a scenario where they're going to be able to go into Oracle for Game Seven now and win that. Especially, there's going to be something extra special about the way Steph will play and Clay will play and Draymond will play, knowing right. that KD's out. It's going to be that extra fire where it's I, I. You saw it in Draymond last night. Mm-hmm. The minute KD went out, Draymond who's shooting 18 percent from three this year hit the biggest three of the game because I feel like they almost went back to just. The Warriors back basketball. Be, yeah, I, I completely agree with you on Not that. Not that they're better, but it's just it's different. There's a different vibe. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, though. I wanna, I, I do want to talk about is, and then we'll get to the game yesterday and what happened, and I have a lot to say about the game. But uh, isn't it? It's crazy. Uh, and you know me, I like to look at everything in a historical sense and legacy sense. And what does this mean, big picture? One thing I take out of this game and what happened, and with Durant's injuries. It's really, really, really hard to put it together a five-year stretch of continuously winning basketball. You have to have a lot of breaks go your way. And it's just remarkable. This is what their fifth, if they make the finals, would be their fifth straight or fourth straight? Fifth. Fifth, yeah. Fifth straight finals. I mean, it's just, you have to have so many things go right and so little things go wrong in a luck standpoint, whether that's injuries, the other team's injuries, um just met like even like mental health it's a grind like i'm just saying it's crazy that it took like now here we are almost in the western conference finals in year five before they got a major injury that could derail it yeah but the the only difference with this dynasty compared to most mm-hmm. there's no other dynasty prop i'll make this a guarantee there is for sure no other dynasty in any sport in history that if they lost their best player, they'd still have a chance because this dynasty is a in little. Any sport? How about the New York Yankees in the nineteen nineties? Or the... that doesn't count. Ca- okay, baseball doesn't count. Okay, because, but probably. I mean, they first of all, that's not a dynasty. Did they win three, four straight? They won three straight. Okay, three straight. If Derek Jeter missed the rest of the series, yeah, it might have made a difference. Yeah, but or Mariano Rivera. Let's say Mariano Rivera was the best player. Mm-hmm. Might have made a huge difference. Okay, so I don't think there's a sport. Or a player that the best player in a dynasty. I can't disagree with you because I don't think we have evidence of it. So, <laughs> and well, the the point is, yeah. it's not even about having evidence or not evidence. It's about there's never been a dynasty with this much power. Especially, we have to see the balance of power. The Yankees, yes, had so many players, but that's in baseball. That's different than having four all stars. Yeah, because in you basketball. can't. Because in basketball, you can. I mean, people touch the ball. Each person has an impact on any play. On any given play, yes. Uh, We've never seen a team this good. We've never seen a team in the NBA that really could lose. I mean, we and people might argue, Sammy, the 1963 Boston Celtics had this. But there was like eight teams in the league. Let's not And they probably still might have lost if they'd lost Bill Russell. But that doesn't count. We're talking about, though, look, we're talking about... I feel like we're talking about like recent history. No things that the the, the sport that it is today. Okay, yeah, yeah. no, no, I agree with. Like obviously, football is not the same as it was in the '60s, and neither is basketball, neither is baseball. Um, Golf might still be, but golf and baseball maybe, but but basketball is obviously not the same sport. There is no other dynasty in the world that could lose their best player, especially in this modern era, and still be a contender. It could be a contender next year without that best player. So it's like. That's where I almost I understand where the wear and tear catches up, but at the same time, am I surprised? No, because realistically, if Kevin Durant wasn't on this team, I would be pretty confident that the Warriors might have lost a series somewhere here or there in the last three years. I mean, they could have lost the last year that Rockets team if Kevin Durant didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Rockets team is probably better than the Golden State Warriors. They went yeah. to seven and it took oh for twenty seven from three. So without Kevin Durant, yeah, maybe that Rockets team's better, or maybe a LeBron James team would have won that the championship, the Kyrie LeBron love year, yeah. the second year probably would have won without a Kevin Durant or could have won, you know, could so have. Yeah. I mean, I just think this is such a rare situation that it's almost hard to even compare it to other where. Right. And, and that's why I still have them to be my favorite to win the championship. That's because, because I still think the team is absolutely stacked. And then this, I mean, that's roster in the league. Still. Yeah. I um, still, well, I mean, okay. That's the, like the, the best core in the core, league still. Yeah. And you minus a, I mean, God, you minus a, maybe the best player in the league today, and Kevin Durant. It's not, let's not like pretend it's like, uh, you know, oh shucks, you know, no big deal. It is a big deal. But here's the thing: last night showed me something. When Kevin, this good, I guess, to the action last night. Um, Kevin Durant left the game, and I actually thought a couple things. I thought this is an opportunity, and it's going to set up an opportunity now for James Harden 
and Steph Curry to really define their legacies. A lot of people have been piling on Steph Curry the last few games for literally playing like what did I say last night on the text message? Horseshit. They're playing like horseshit. And I've always piled on James Harden before kind of coming up a little bit smaller in big moments. And Chris Paul to a bigger extent comes up small, but I don't think I hold Chris Paul to the standard that I hold James Harden and Steph Curry to, if that makes any sense. I know maybe historically he's on par with them, but I think right now I hold Harden and Curry to higher standards. And we saw Steph Curry without Kevin Durant looked like a different player. He looked more loose. He looked more free. And his shots were falling. I don't know if that's like adrenaline. I don't know if that's because his style of play becomes a little different. Um, I don't know what it is. But I think it's – I think it's eventually when you shoot 23 shots, nine of them went in. So eventually – I mean, he's the greatest shooter of all time. Eventually, right. out of those 29 – they're 23 right. shots, nine will go But you in. have to give – I mean, at some point, they did change their style when Kevin Durant came, left the game from a basically, you know, a little bit more isolation, get him the ball in the high post type of offense to a little bit more of the old Warriors team. And I think that's where Steph personally thrives a little bit more. And I, I was really happy that he played well. It doesn't change the fact that he played like crap, the you know, the remainder of his series. And um, – yeah, I mean, I just want to get your opinion on that. Like, do you think this? Do you think Steph now without Kevin Durant is going to be playing a lot better, or do you think it was just a coincidence that the, in the fourth quarter yesterday? I mean, I just think it's a coincidence that he eventually. Not even a coincidence. That's not the right word. It's not. There is nothing about Kevin Durant going down that makes Steph Curry play better. I just think he's the type of guy that eventually. He's too good. He's not going to shoot 53s in a series and make three of them, right? He's the best shooter of you all ho- time. You'd hope not. No, that's, just, that's just not going to happen. There's proof that that would not happen. Numbers right. prove that, right? And he still shot horribly because what happened in the first half? Couldn't buy a bucket. Yep. And usually when shooters can't buy a bucket, eventually after they make their first one, they can buy some buckets. Yeah. And I think that's just the reality of what happened to Steph Curry. He couldn't buy buckets. Then he bought some buckets. And... I know that he made a lot of big shots. It's not like he played some, you know, he still, I think he had like 20 or 30 points, 31 points. He didn't like have a 50-point uh, break. He didn't have a Clay no, Thompson no, no, third baby, quarter. I think the fourth quarter he had 13 of those points, if I'm not mistaken. And for him, though, that's like three or four shots total, right? Yeah. So th- my point is they're going to fall. So I don't think it's a coincidence. He's been leading the series in shots over Kevin Durant mm-hmm. a lot yeah, of I games. Know. So... It's not that he's not getting his shots with KD there. He just hasn't bought buckets, and I think he started to buy buckets. Um, and that's where it's going to get tricky because next game, if he goes off, we're all going to say it's an indication that he's better without Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. But Or is it an indicator that eventually he's Steph Curry and it's round two of the playoffs and he had a bad first two rounds, so he has to get hot eventually? Yeah. Because he is the greatest shooter of all time. Uh, oh, that's absolutely. where it gets tricky. Yeah, yeah it gets Clay tricky. Thompson goes through slumps right, and but it see, gets hot. Absolutely. But, yeah, I, I'm going to go with the – I think he plays better without Kevin Durant at times because now the offense is running through him, and I think he's more comfortable. doesn't make him a better player or more efficient player, but I think he makes him a more comfortable player, and he gets his own sh- – he's the one creating more of the offense, I think. But, I mean, there's both ways to look at it. I guess, you know, there's not enough of a sample size for me to really be definitive on one way. It's just I felt like he played – like oh shit! Now the ball's in my hands. I'm the creator. I'm. This is my team now, and I gotta step up. And I think you played to that part a little more. Yeah, I. I could see it being an adrenaline rush, where like you said, I guess where, sure he played to the part because he's like fuck it. I really gotta, yeah, get buckets. But that doesn't mean it's he's better without Kevin Durant on the court. That's yeah, where I, I almost see. I, I agree with situation. you. I, I I don't even want to say the word better. I, it's not better. You know what I mean? It's different, though. It's like a different style to me. But I wouldn't say it's a better player. Does that make sense? Like, I'm trying to... Yeah. It's like when you play at open gym, right? Like, this play, you play a lot of pickup basketball. When you're the best player on the team, the ball's in your hand mostly, you play a little bit differently than if you play for a really good guy and you're the second best player and you're playing a little bit more off the ball. Like, you play different. It doesn't necessarily mean you're playing better. True. I just don't see it that way because Curry's still... 
shoots more shots and has the ball in his hand usage rate wise more than Kevin yeah. Durant. I just think he broke out of a slump finally because this dude is the best shooter we've ever seen in the history of the sport. Mm-hmm. He's eventually going to break out of a slump. Yeah, and, yeah. I, it's a great it, way to look at it as well. I, I mean, I'm not going to be – if Kevin Durant comes back and Steph Curry is still hot, it's not going to shock me. You know, right. I'm not going to be like, oh, now he's going to kind of take a step back because Kevin Durant's back. So I think I think it's a little bit of everything. It was a moment. It was at home. It was I'm breaking out of a slump. It was let me try to put this team on mm-hmm. my back. But I don't think it's completely about like the – it could be about this, the moment, but less about actual situations when Kevin Durant's fair. in or out. Fair. You know I, mean? I mean, yeah, I, I see exactly how you're looking at it. Should we get to James Harden? Yeah. Should, should I? All right. I, I got a lot to say here, and I, I feel like I'm going to be a little bit not mean, but, like, I want to know what happened here. I'm going to read you a couple of interesting stats here in the last 10 minutes of the basketball game for James Harden. So the first one, James Harden, final 10 minutes of yesterday's game, one for two from the field, all for one from three, one for one on the free throw line on a Draymond technical foul, which we should talk about at some point here because he could have been thrown out of a game. Should have been thrown out yeah. of a game. Um, one for one from free th- from the free throw line in the final 10 minutes of the game. The final six minutes and 24 seconds of a Rockets see, uh, game, we, here, here's their uh, possessions. Gordon made three. Paul won for two from the line. Gordon made three. Tucker missed layup. Paul offensive foul. And then a f- one free throw after Draymond kicked him in the face. Tucker made three, uh, but his heel was out of bounds, so it got uh, waved off. Chris Paul, two for two from the free throw line. Capella dunk. Gordon two for two from the free throw line. Capella dunk, Harden layup. Um, two thing. I mean, a lot of buckets, but not enough James Harden impact. What do you think? Um, I think all the things you just read, a lot of them were based off of James Harden plays. Where it, yeah. Probably want your best player to be more aggressive, obviously, right? You but by the way, let me just shot. add one more thing. One assist, one turnover. Yeah, but a lot that. of those plays, if you look at a lot of the free throws from Clint Capella mm-hmm. and the lob, one of the lobs to Clint Capella, great lob to him. I know the pa- two passes there, Gordon, and a couple missed layups like by P.J. Tucker um, were plays that James Harden was making. I just find it to be he was making all the right basketball plays, right? So he was 10 for 16. He had a great, so great shooting percentage for the night. Um, had you know almost ten assists. Only had two turnovers. I mean, he had the least amount of turnovers out of any of the starters, which is shocking for how much he has the ball in his hand. But I guess it's a fine line between being being aggressive while also making the right plays and just making the right plays, right? I mean, he he kind of resorted to, oh, I'm going to play basketball like it's a regular season game and I'm playing That's how I felt. to make the right plays, which to be honest might really work in some situations, but I think there should have been more of an awareness about at the like three minutes left to go that, okay, nobody else is buying buckets. So now, I, although this works 90% of the time, maybe it's time for me to go look, look at the box scores outside of PJ Tucker, who always kind of, just had he's five for nine, right? I, that's I, kinda, I fucking love PJ Tucker, yeah, by the way. That's just let me finish this. Yeah, that's his his like mo, right? Like I shoot five for nine, cool. But then Clint Capella was three for ten, Chris Paul three for fourteen, which is just another story for another day, and Eric Gordon four for fourteen, and then Austin Rivers one for six. When mm. you see those, there's one thing I'm seeing here: is James Harden was ten for sixteen, yeah. which means what? He was the only one that was able to produce efficient buckets, and after you know, do you, you give him zero blame. You're not. You obviously haven't listened to what I'm no, saying. No, I am listening. To what I'm you're saying. saying he was making all the right basketball plays, but at some point, if you'd listen to my rant there, it was at some point around the four or three minute mark when you noticed all these guys are missing shots. That's when you say, maybe let's forget about making the right plays and let's just go one on one shoot my step back threes and see if it works like it did in overtime in game four or Mm -hmm. game three and just try to put it in my hands. I think he got too complacent with the fact that, okay, Katie's out. So now that we might have an even matchup on the court, I just got to make the right plays, which works 
in all reality for this Rockets team, that works a lot of the damn time, like 90% of the time. I just think you have to be aware in, in certain situations that when you're James Harden that, man, nobody's knocking down shots. There's three minutes to go. It's a two-point game. I'm done being the nice. I'm done being the the right play guy, and it's time to be the, like, fuck this. If we lose, it, it can be my fault tonight, but I'm shooting 10 shots in the last Yeah, minute. and that's what where, where he should be. I mean, James Harden is – Supposedly, the uh, I mean, not supposedly he was MVP last year. A lot of people think he's the MVP this year. Um, Sometimes the word "right" basketball play is the wrong basketball play to me. I mean, just because you know you made a pass to Capella who misses a shot when Capella and Chris Paul this series seem like they don't make any of their big shots. I don't necessarily call that the right basketball play. Yeah, I mean, I guess if basketball was just a piece of a puzzle and this puzzle fits into here, it's the right basketball play. But you're James Harden, man. You've had the best offensive season since Michael Jordan. That's like a that's pretty big. And I'll tell you right now, Dwayne Wade, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, um, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, LeBron James, I don't think they'd go the final 10 minutes with one field goal attempt, which was with under a minute left, and it was a layup. I, I, I thought it was complacent. I think he got scared of the moment. I think he shrunk, and I think <laughs> I, I really do. This is what I'm I've, so tired of these. Like, well, well why? But these, we've seen, we've no, seen it. No, because these are the narratives that people just try to make to make bold statements, right? We no, do no. this with. LeBron James passes to the like one of the greatest, well, the best three-point shooting percentage guy in the history of the NBA in uh, Kyle Korver in a corner, and now we want to see. He, we wanted to say, not I'm not saying you, but the general narrative is scared of the moment because Kyle Korver missed it, right? Meanwhile, the Warriors might have been down in the series if Kevin Durant passed it to Andre Iguodala the other day, mm-hmm. and Andre Iguodala missed the shot, and then would we be here crucifying Kevin Durant because? Oh, you were having the best game out of your team, but you passed it to Iguodala who missed the shot. This is where these whole scare of the moments. I mean, just James Harden had 31 points. He was playing the best at any of his team. He hit the game winner the game before, or the two games before. Yeah, well, he well, outplayed hold on the a second. team. Hold on a second. I mean, first of all, what, which game winner? The one when they were up three? The go-ahead shot. Uh, yeah, That's and they went, and then, wait, hold on. Just a, they were up three, and he made a three-pointer to go up six. We, we, the go-ahead basket. Okay, and Steph Curry did that in game one. And we act like Steph is a piece of crap now and doesn't play well in the playoffs. So let's let's hold on. He never made a game-winning shot. Like I, I, I mean, I let you go off on James Harden for like ten minutes there. I'm just trying to tell you what I felt about him for a second. I felt like he was scared of the moment. I feel like he shrugged. I didn't say anything. I just giggled because saying a guy is scared of the moment who's been to multiple Western Conference Finals now mm-hmm. with Dwight fucking Howard who can't. You can't even get on a team anymore because nobody can play with him. He's been to an NBA Finals. He was part of the reason the Thunder made an NBA Finals way younger than they were supposed to. He went to Game 7 last year of the Western Conference Finals against this Warriors team and lost his best player, lost his best player, his sidekick, and Chris Paul. And like we said, not everybody's the Warriors. They don't have Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. I mean, James Harden doesn't have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond yeah. Green on his team. He has Chris Paul and some Eric Gordon. Which Eric Gordon was kind of Eric Gordon's a nice player. Well, which was ca- a passed around player yeah. that has become a good player in the system of D'Antoni. That's what he is. You he's would a, say. He's a, I call a nice player. Nice player. He's not Clay Thompson. He's not Draymond Green. He is not Steph Curry. That's what okay. Kevin Durant had to work with, you know. And you look at James Harden. People want to act like this guy has been scared of a moment when, in all reality, playing bad. First of all, usually when he plays bad, that's not being scared of a moment. That's just not really stepping up, right? That's yeah. not being scared of a moment because we've seen great players like LeBron James, like Steph Curry's, like even Kevin Durant's. Play bad. Play bad, right? And I don't think that means they're scared of the moment. I just think that means they're I, not playing well I, in the moment. Wouldn't you rather have him play bad than just do what he did yesterday? He literally did do nothing. He did nothing. He was he was non-existent in multiple possessions. Go back and watch that game. He was non-existent. He, this is the guy they run the offense through. He he went down court and just didn't even call for the ball. I it, he shrunk in the moment. Does it mean he's scared? I don't know, but he shrunk. He didn't. Well, you said scared of the moment. Okay, shrunk. I also say he shrank. I don't know if he's scared. I don't know if he's like physically like scared. I, I, who knows? But I just believe that. He shrunk in the biggest moment, and I and I thought he was gonna smell bl- blood. I was terrified of him because through three quarters he played 
awesome, man. He played so good this game. And then the fourth quarter, he just decided he didn't even exist. He didn't exist. The problem is he was making the right plays. And if we go back, just like standard basketball, I know you're saying making the right plays doesn't mean making the right plays, but it does. He was making the right plays. But like I said, yeah, he probably should have been more aggressive in the final three minutes. But to say a guy is scared of the moment or shrunk in a moment when they didn't, and it was a – what I mean, the whole narrative, we talked about this with – with that, I think after game three, how would this narrative be different if the Rockets didn't pull it out, right? And it was a 3 0 series. Well, how different could this narrative be if the Rockets had the ball down three with those three seconds left and scored? And, or James Harden, touched out, or they went to overtime and won, and James Harden played like this mm-hmm. and they won. We would not even be for a second talking about James Harden shrinking. We would just be like, damn, he made the right plays and they won the game. So my thing is sometimes, yeah, it's difficult to watch a guy make the right plays because like you said, as a, like as a fan of James Harden, I'd rather see him go 0 for 10 in the final two minutes mm-hmm. and be like, damn, it just didn't fall. But I'm, t- I'm tired of the narrative of people shrinking in the moment, especially guys that have excelled far into the playoffs in their career. There has been one team out of the West in the last five, well, last four years now to make the finals. So just because James Harden hasn't made a finals in his prime right now, doesn't mean he's shrunk in these moments or been scared. I just think it's almost an impossible uh, to, task. That's so that's a totally cool way to look at it. I don't it. think Kyrie Irving is scared of the moment. He's won an NBA finals, but if you just watched that game yesterday, you might say, Oh, he's scared of trying to compete in this series, right? If you watch LeBron James in certain series, you might say, Oh, he's, he was scared. You watch Kevin Durant, game six and seven against the Warriors two years ago before he joined the Warriors, you might have said, oh, is he scared of a moment? Well, now we know he's not scared of a moment. Just sometimes these players don't make the plays that we think they should in almost being If you aggressive. were to grade James Harden's fourth quarter performance yesterday, what would you have grade him? I mean, like a C. I mean, it's a C because he was making the right plays, but was that what's best for your team? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, if those guys hit the shots – that he made the right plays on? They did hit the shots, Sammy. I just gave you all of them. Listen to what we say. Gordon made three. Paul won for two from the line. Gordon made three. Tucker missed a layup. That's one miss. Paul, offensive foul. That's a turnover. Tucker made three. Which was the wrong call. And then Draymond Green kneed him purposely in the head. And it was weirdly not reviewed, which is the first time probably in the history of which, NBA playoffs. Okay, well, okay, let's get – you know what? I, here, here's the thing. I think James Harden literally blew it yesterday. You don't. Fair enough. We, we don't have to go back and forth on that. I know. Well, you, but, you're but, the but, one but, who kept but, asking yeah, questions but, but, about but, No, no. I, I want to ask you, what the hell's wrong with Draymond? <laughs> like, how? Like, first of all, why did they not review that? Uh, and I'm a Draymond fan. Number two, how is why is he so dumb sometimes? I'm not I, – I personally have nothing to say about what Draymond does because this is him. Like, I know. That's it. Like, I, I can't explain it. We're never going to be able to explain it. He's kind of a knucklehead in mm-hmm. pressureful moments. He does crazy things. I have nothing to say about it because that's Draymond Green, yeah. right? Um he would purposely kick a guy in the head or knee a guy in the head and then act like yeah, it was an and accident. At first, I was like, oh, it was an accident. And you look at it like three times. Like, Sticks his knee out on purpose. I know. Um, I just do not understand how when the NBA, the NBA reviews people accidentally like scratching your arm. I know. They didn't review this, which if they reviewed this, he would have been kicked out of the game. It would have been... Maybe du- su- maybe suspended for the next maybe. game. It would have been a I double mean, flagrant. the head. Yeah, it would have been a double flagrant, uh, flagrant two. Two shots and the ball, mm-hmm. and that probably would have got the war. And this was after the wrong call, Chris Paul. That it was charged. the right call, in my opinion. He extended his arm. I mean, that, that's that was one of the worst. One of the worst calls we've seen in playoffs. I mean, you, you one of the worst. If you if you playoffs. watch, yeah, I mean, that, that's an if you watch basketball, you know, you uh, can't. A guy's dribbling straight. You can't jump in front of him and call it a charge. That's just like that, that's it's standard basketball, but. The fact that they call that a charge and then he kicks him purposely in the head. They don't review it and they just do a simple tech. And the tech took a while to come. Like they have to think about it. They yes. called the tech, didn't review it whatsoever. Not even a half a second, not even a quick. And weirdly enough, Chris Paul, for the first time in his career, didn't make a big fuss out of that's it. That's I was wondering if maybe that's why they didn't review it because he didn't make a big fuss out of it either. I, I mean, think he didn't make a fuss because it was pretty clear that he just got kneed in the head. I know, but you know what, Vo? All right, this is going to be dumb, maybe dumb take. But do you think the referees didn't really care to review it because Chris Paul's such a dick to them? No, they, they can't. The, uh, refs would get fired. If, okay, that's fair. No, no, I mean, I, 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 that's totally fair. But like. 
Maybe they're just like, that's Chris Paul. I'm, I, I'm whatever. Yeah, it's just. I just find it pretty crazy that that wasn't reviewed because. No, I agree with it's, you because it's one of those that. It it might have or might not have changed the game, but it's one of those where Draymond. A lot of people would agree with this. Draymond needs to eventually learn his damn lesson. Yeah, because I mean, we thought he learned his lesson in the NBA Finals when he got suspended, but I guess not. But like, it, it makes no sense to me that he did that again. I mean, he played great. That I guess it's what makes him also play great is he's a little like he's has a screw loose in his head. But at the same time, man, like you can't do that. And at some point, it could it could have cost him the series. I mean, I, I feel like no one's really talking about it too much. It, it Literally, it could have lost Kevin Durant and Draymond Green. Yeah. Uh, and they probably would have lost last night if that was a Draymond Green getting kicked out who ended up hitting a big shot, two free throws and the ball for the Rockets, changing the score, changing the possession, yep. changing the rest of the lineups. Now we're in a situation where Drepko would have played the rest of the game with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Somehow he came in and started hitting threes too. He like hit this, one. I know. But he, <laughs> he hit the side of the backboard of the next one. That's true. I just – my big thing in this is I'm going to give you my overall synopsis okay. before we move on because I, I think this series is going to be interesting because everything we're talking about, oh, James Harden did this. Oh, my God, Steph Curry is better without Kevin – all the answers are coming. They are. Kind of, you know, like – if James Harden plays a great game next game and they go to a game seven and plays a great game in game seven, win or loss, mm-hmm. there won't be a scared of the moment narrative. Right. If Steph Curry shoots bad in two quarters, mm-hmm. we're going to be like, oh, I guess like he's fine without Kevin. They're, yeah, they're the same yeah. team. To your point there, Sam, I think Steph and James Harden's legacies can change significantly for both of them in the next couple games. Steph can vault himself if he just does amazing, goes on runs to the NBA Finals as a top Are you saying separately either one can or both can? Because I think actually I I, I don't think it's an either-or situation. They both, if you have games where Steph Curry is pushing this shit to overtime with 50 points and James Harden going back-to-back mano-a-mano, they can both make a a point of almost like James Harden's like, see, I told you guys I can do this Mm -hmm. shit. And Chris – and then – um, Steph Curry would have the same point. Like, see, I could do this shit too. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just hoping, you know, if the, uh, when the Rockets lose this series, like, can we, can we get rid of the last year we didn't have Chris Paul? Like, can we? Is this a wash now? No, it's not a wash. I mean, like, if you, if we're being realistic, Chris Paul is much less effective this year than he was last year. It's been a very no, I know, but now you lost Kevin jarring. Durant. Last year you lost Chris Paul, and we're even. Yeah, even what well, I mean that's that's this has not this year has nothing to do with last year. I mean, last year Chris Paul for whatever reason whether he's gotten old or yeah, less good, Chris Paul is significantly different than he was last right, year in this I series. Agree. I mean, that guy and this was around later last year, you would have never seen a 0 for 6, 3 for 14 game from him in a big moment, 11 points, 6 assists. I mean, we're, we're talking about a guy who last year was the difference piece mm-hmm. this year? He's maybe the fourth best player on the team. PJ Tucker is more important. Okay, wow. I was gonna say Capella. Maybe he's a fifth. No, Capella has been playing awful. Yeah, I know Capella has been playing awful. Uh, Eric Gordon's definitely the second best. Yeah, and PJ Tucker might be the most important piece outside of James he Harden. Plays in better general. defensively than anyone on that team. Yeah, that's this is my point. Yeah, no, I know. Last year, CP three was the most important piece over James Harden even. James Harden was the best player, but he was the most important yeah. piece, and we saw that the last two games. You know what, This Phil? year he might be the fourth most important piece. I, I'm so happy it's happening to him. It couldn't happen to a, a better guy. I, I just I can't stand the way he acts. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... I, I root against him. I find that hilarious when people say... I've, you're not the first person I've heard, heard say that, but this dude is the epitome of what Draymond Green is and everyone loves when Draymond Green does that shit. He is the epitome of <laughs> Steph Steph Curry is much worse to referee. There is much more indications of Steph Curry throwing hissy fits at refs than Chris Paul and kind of being a dick. But we love when Steph Curry does it. I think cuz I've always had this, you know, 
he's cute thing where he's like this cute guy that and everyone thinks is nice, fun. And he's a nice person to people. Yeah, I mean, so is Chris Paul never done anything wrong off well, the court. Well, off the court. No, no, but I think there was a player's poll. And to your point, I think the player's poll put and referee's poll, the two most hated people in the league are Chris Paul and Draymond Green. Yeah, and you just said it couldn't happen to a more awful person, yet I, you quote-unquote last night said, wow, I love Draymond Green. So, I do. I know. See, this, no, that's why I'm saying it's, it's a, a very, double standard. No, that's why, yeah, I'm saying it's, it's kind of a hilarious comment because really both those guys have never done anything on or off the court that's bad, really. They've just thrown hissy fits, and the whole Warriors team throws hissy fits. Yeah, yeah. The whole Rockets team throws hissy fits. They're probably two of the most hissy fit teams in the in the league, so it's just kind of like... I don't know. It's standard for both of them. I would never wish anything upon Chris Paul because he's actually. I don't think like he's one of the most to his health. No, like I just think he's one of the most unlucky players actually in the NBA. For he was on, he was such a good player, but in so many situations where it's kind of just like he's had to face the Warriors so many times in his career and face injuries. Yeah, and, and be with a guy before he started his injury problems. He was with Blake Griffin, who then also had injury, had injury problems. problems. Yeah, he's just been unlucky, and it, it kind of is unfortunate for a guy that was known as the point god for yeah. quite some time. Um, the damn the league's changed and he's changed from last year. I mean, uh, that's why I don't like to talk about what like what does last year have to do with this year when it comes to oh Chris Paul is healthy this year, he's healthy but he's not good. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, he's not good. Yeah, he's not good. He really hey, is not. Really, look at his numbers. He's not good. No, and and. It's not that he's not. That's why the like people. Uh, this is why the Warriors. I mean, we should move on to Kyrie and the Celtics here in a second. But this is why the Warriors. I think are going to win this series. Like the Warriors, in my opinion, I think Curry's better than Harden. You think Hard, whatever. But then after that, I've never which, said Harden's better than Curry. I've said this season he's been okay, playing better. Either way, because Kevin Durant after the Curry and Harden put them a wash. The, the Warriors have what the, now the second, third, and fourth best players. I might take Eric Gordon over Draymond Green. Okay. In certain situations. Okay. I mean, you certain can, situations. You can make that argument. Now, if Kevin Durant's on this team, I would rather have a Draymond than Eric Gordon. Less people to shoot. Okay. No, no, Do you know what I mean? That's very fair. But in this situation, maybe Eric Gordon would hit. To, with all the attention on Clay Thompson yeah. and Steph Curry and no Durant there, yeah. Eric Gordon would but be a great no therapy. Durant, who's a more talented team? Uh, Like piece by piece? Yeah. It's very close, but the Warriors. It's close. No, no, it is close. It's much closer now. But yes. it's the Warriors. If it's the Warriors. Um, the one thing I did want to say before I move on here is the the one thing about James Harden that does that did bother me is the fact that how do I put this? It's not even about being aggressive on the court or shooting shots. It's about being okay with, and I get it. He trusts CP3, but like. There's a certain point where we got to realize this guy does not need to. CP3 should not be the one running the offense at the end of a game because he's just not as good anymore. Yeah, absolutely. But I do say James Harden probably just trusts his teammate because they've they've done pretty. They're the closest team that's even had a sniff of defeating the Warriors in the last two years. So I could see why you trust your teammates. But like, goddamn, this guy, they're almost better with him not on the court. True. It's kind of crazy. It is crazy. Um, before we go to the Celtics really quick, let's just mention the two games that are coming tonight. It's going to be posted right before these games start here, but it's Toronto-Philly. Uh, let's talk about that really quickly. Right. Um, I have nothing to say about that series for the Toronto Raptors. If they win, we're just going to see them next round. We'll see what happens against this Bucks team, uh, and we'll see what happens. I really don't have much to say because I don't know where Kawhi's head is. But I do have a lot to say about this Philly team in the mm-hmm. sense that they have to win tonight. Or there needs to be epic changes in this team. Because whatever moves, like you said, it's been up and down. But whatever moves they made was not the right moves if they lose in the second round with True. all these guys. They uh, and then what them. do you do at that point? Like, what do you do you at that point? trade Joel Embiid. I know a lot of people, have, this this has been like a trending topic that a lot of people either strongly agree or strongly disagree on. But I really do think, I heard the example of Kobe today. This is almost like when the Lakers said, you know what? I know Kobe's not better than Shaq, but like who's going to be healthier, be in better shape, and be more committed long term? Maybe you stick with a Ben Simmons who can be much better without a Joel Embiid on the court and get like a keep a Jimmy Butler. But Joel Embiid, man, we've seen him play 100 games out of like what? Less. We've seen him play like yeah. 90 games in four years. But I, you can't trade him, I guess. Like what are you going to get for, for him? <laughs> You don't think that a team like the Memphis Grizzlies is willing to give up draft picks? 
Maybe. They're what do you mean, back maybe? to the there, process? There are so many teams. I'm not disagreeing with like, you. Like the this. Sacramento Kings would love yeah. to throw away a player like Malvin Bagley, Absolutely. who's great for a Joel Embiid, because that's what they do. 100%. I don't know what they do. I don't know if you go back to the process, but all I know is if you're Philly today like, and you guys care about each other, let's say that team loves each other, you got to be talking in that locker room and saying, like, guys, if we don't win today, like, this is over. Right. We're gonna, so Some of us are not getting re-signed or getting traded. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much. I, I'm waiting for today. Like I said, I haven't got anything right about this series, so I'm just waiting for today to see what today has. Like, it's I, hard I, to have a pulse on this. Yeah, I have zero pulse. Another series I don't have a pulse on is Denver-Portland. That's the series I have a pulse on. I know your pulse is going to be that Denver's really good because Jamal Murray's killing it, but... I actually think they're really good. I know, but we got to remember, it's still a 3-2 series, and Dame hasn't played good yet, and they're going to Portland, and they could easily tonight have a breakout game. It's a, it's a game seven. I know, because I, I can be wrong again. But and I the think Denver really Nuggets. Good. One last thing I want to say. Team. The Denver Nuggets had to go seven with a really bad San Antonio's first Yeah, team. but maybe... Uh, man, Murray, Murray is playing lights out. Jokic is one of the top eight players in the NBA. Nine, top nine, ten players in the league. I mean, I just like this team. I have a pulse on this. I think the Nuggets are really damn good. I agree that the Nuggets are good. I'm just not... I don't have a pulse in the sense that... Damn. I could be wrong. There's a phenomenal chance tonight that they lose and it goes seven. Here's the thing with me. I am not under any circumstance afraid to say my opinion when I really believe it. I think... James Harden choked last night. That was my opinion. I say that with the Nuggets and Blazers series, I I like the Nuggets. That's my pulse. But I don't like. Do I full heartedly believe it? No. <laughs> well, then everybody has a pulse on every single series. No, I have no pulse. Opinion. I have zero pulse no, on the Sixers. You do, because you said the Sixers. I heard you. I heard your pulse on it, and it was that they're an epic failure epic disaster yeah. for trading for these pieces then after game three i thought i was i was an epic yeah failure. Th- my point is everybody has an opinion the way you're quoting what a pulse is is an opinion what i what i take a pulse as is like i have a strong indication that like oh, like see, i after game three i had a strong indication that the milwaukee bucks were gonna tear up the box see, now, now we're now we're talking about definition of pulse when i say pulse like i'm barely alive like oh there's he got you know when they're Checking a dead guy and like, oh, he has a pulse. He's barely alive. That's my pulse. All right, then I'll tell you my pulse. Toronto's been blowing out Philly, so my pulse is Toronto's going to blow out Philly, and my pulse is Denver's <laughs> going to blow out Portland because that's my that's pulse what it is. too. And my pulse on the Rocket series is that they'll probably win Game Six, just like they've won every game at home in the Rock, and and then Warriors will win their game at home. Just can, like can, every can game. I know more importantly your pulse on Kyrie Irving because uh, you have a lot of takes on him, and I agree with like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of what you said in your video yesterday. Kyrie Irving. So we're moving on. Yeah, I think Portland wins tonight. To be honest, I think Denver, but we'll we'll find out. Um, Kyrie Irving is not a number one on a championship team. We feel well, it's not a one A. He's a one B. Uh, if you're with, and I said the two best players in the world. If he's with Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. sure he can be a one B. Or is he a number two now at that point? No, he's a one B because okay. he. Because Kevin Durant can do so much that it allows Kyrie Irving to also do so much, and it doesn't hurt the team. Makes sense. Just how like LeBron mm-hmm. was a perfect one A one B because LeBron's going to do so much for you guys that you can also do so much, and doesn't. It's only going to help. Makes perfect sense. But if it's Kyrie Irving as a one and Jimmy Butler as a two, for example, that just doesn't work, yeah. right? It, Kyrie Irving, even with all this young talent, it just doesn't work. And we've seen nothing more but proof. That Kyrie before LeBron couldn't make the playoffs. Even no, Kemba never, Walker didn't make it once. Even Kemba Walker, who is literally Kyrie Irving but in Charlotte, yeah, did not. He's made the playoffs. I mean, Kemba Walker is Kyrie Irving. I was going to ask in you Charlotte. without LeBron James, if you, you delete, if you delete all their seasons, right? No, no, I'm not going to say we rather. I think Kyrie's a little bit better talent. But is this a delete? Wait, wait, before, okay, go ahead. Go delete ahead. the LeBron James years. Who's had a better career, Kemba Walker or Kyrie Irving? I think Kyrie, but barely. Kemba, if we also delete this year with Boston, because it's a little unfair because Kyrie's had – Kemba's never had – Kemba's second best player for the last like five years has been like Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. And like, uh, who's the second best player right now on the Charlotte Hornets for the last five years? Michael Jordan, and he doesn't even play. He doesn't play. Russia. Frank Kaminsky? Uh, seriously, yeah, who's no. the second best no, player? You're right. Yeah, I agree so, with you. I don't take know. Away, I, can't t- I can't name him. Take away any... 
Kev, here's the thing. I'm gonna go with Kyrie, but slightly. Would would Kyrie? Mm-hmm. This is who would you rather have or who's better? No, no. My question is, take out the LeBron James. Okay, years. Kyrie's better. Who's had a better career? Kyrie, but but who would you rather have in those situations? Kemba Walker by far, because Kemba Walker is. There is no chance in the goddamn world that Kyrie Irving would have committed the way Kemba has in Charlotte to try to be successful with the okay, team. Yes. Last right. question about it. No, no, wait. Do, do you, you hear me? Out? Yeah, I do. I would agree Kyrie, with you. Or who, who would you have I, rather had on that Hornets team this year? I know. Kyrie with his attitude or Kemba, or Kemba Walker? But here's a better question for you. I agree. Uh, definitely Kemba. Kyrie Irving goes to Charlotte right now. You yeah. put Kemba Walker. Like just they switch spots this year. Are the Celtics an NBA Finals team? No. The Boston Celtics, from the get-go this year, Kyrie or not, the most overrated team in the history of the NBA. It, I mean, it, that's a pretty bold no, statement. The bold. biggest in history in the NBA? Okay, name a team that had expectations to be almost... We had... Their over-under was like 65. That's a good point. We're talking about... I'm talking most overrated of all time, not in the sense that they're not good, but I'm talking like... We're talking about a team that I think they're over under was 65 and they won right. 49 games. 49. They went so from a they game. They underachieved by 16 games. And at 82, 82, so there's 65, right? And they won 49. Yeah, what was their over under? 49. I think it was like, six, let's just say it was 65 for argument's sake here, man. That means they underachieved 49 divided by 65 by 25% of their. They only achieve seventy five percent of their uh, expected wins. That's a pretty large discrepancy between what Vegas expects and what they did. And that's why, yeah, that's why I. How do I put this? When I say the most overrated team of all time going this year, it doesn't mean that there's been teams with high expectations that have done worse. And like, th- there's maybe been teams right that have mm-hmm. dealt with injuries or dealt with. Oh, we were supposed to be this good, but fucking this guy tore his ACL, right. right? But we're talking about a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who were crowned like young stars. Right. Right? We can't forget that they're crowned young stars. Crowned them before they even... Uh, did anything, really. Did anything, yeah. What about Al Horford? A multiple, multiple-time All-Star, multiple, like, uh, all-NBA all right. guy. And then you added Gordon Hayward, who is expected to be, I mean, this guy, I saw something funny. He's made $7 million per point in this series because he averaged four points. And he got mad for the first time in his career, too, yeah. last game. Horford? No, I'm talking about Gordon Hayward now. Oh, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, Hayward averaged four points per game in this series. And <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Okay, you added those two guys, and this team was supposed to be an NBA Finals contender. There were multiple people. As much as, okay, does a guy like Colin Coward matter that much in the grand scheme of the nba no but a guy like him predicts him to beat the warriors right did you predict that i predicted to lose to the warriors in okay. the finals and this team can make it out of the second round they won one game in the second round of the playoffs it's not just that they won one game. and brad stevens sorry and the way they claimed the best coach in the nba over greg Popovich by some people you showed me a great tweet last year like who would you rather have for the next five years brad stevens or lebron james yeah, like, are you joking me? Yeah, like, come on. Uh, Brad Stevens, I heard he doesn't like confrontation now. Now now, now we're going to pile on him. He's still a great coach. But, like, man. I have nothing bad to say about him. Either. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying in general, like, we could probably pile on him if we wanted to. Yeah. Like, like get your team fucking together. Get it together. If if Tyron Lu was able to yell at LeBron James in the middle of NBA Finals and deal with Kyrie Irving not talking to his team and get this team to rally Kyrie back. Kyrie must be just a complicated guy, dude. I mean, how many different instances are we going to have of Kyrie being weird? Like 20? Like, it's he's a weird guy now. Like basketball and outside of basketball. Yeah, he's just a weird guy. Yeah. He's, on, uh, he's not the most normal human. My whole point is I understand that this Milwaukee team is probably the best team in the East. They're probably going to go mm-hmm. to the finals. But Kyrie Irving's not who you want to build your team around because you just see it. He... He had more shot attempts this series than points. That's, That's horrible. <laughs> so it's a good stat. He is not the guy you want to build your team around. And as I say that, I'm going to put in a preface this with something: is if he joins Kevin Durant, it's going to work out fine. Yep. I and agree. if he joins the Lakers and LeBron James, I will still be excited because that will work, right? Yeah. But you do not want to be the Memphis Grizzlies and go all in on 
Or the Brooklyn Kyrie. Nets. Or the New York Knicks. Yeah. Even though, it'd be hilarious. He would be perfect for the New York Knicks. He would be the perfect. Right. But, you know, but he'd be the perfect Carmelo Anthony to go to the playoffs for a couple of years, be all-stars, yeah, and not win anything. Steve Francis, Stephon Marbury, all these guys went to New York. And yeah, but like Carmelo's more of the legend there. Yeah. And, and so, so would Kyrie. And so would Kyrie. But I think if you, you pair him up with Kevin Durant in New York, it'd be uh, it'd be pretty epic. I have one more thing to say before we sign off, Sam. Yeah. I thought about this today. You know the rumors of LeBron James being traded? Yeah. Okay. If you were LeBron, would you push for a trade if this happened? Just hear me out for one second. That would be ridiculous, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> of course. Just praise You know what I said? We should do this at the end of every podcast. Right. George's ridiculous statement to end the podcast. All right. Make All right. a ridiculous statement. All right. Here we go. If the New York Knicks and next shockingly has nothing to do with uh, James Harden. Yeah, if New York, New York Knicks get the number one overall pick in the NBA draft lottery on Tuesday, should the Lakers give him a phone call and say we will trade for LeBron James, number one pick for LeBron James, and he can team up with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in New York? Well, hypothetically, it's a cool idea. Yeah, I know, isn't it? But. Actually, I do think the Lakers would trade LeBron for the number one pick. And do we think LeBron would be I – mean, wouldn't that be best? He'd be fine with it. Yeah. And I think the Knicks would do that trade too. I think both teams would do that trade. Yeah. I don't think Kevin Durant would join that team because I can almost guarantee everything. I can almost guarantee Kevin Durant is not joining LeBron James. Unless it's in your – He's not joining LeBron James. This guy is not going from a situation where he is called a snake, yeah. pretty much called uh, – a cheat the system guy to join the Warriors to then joining LeBron James. If he's leaving the Warriors, he's going to a situation where he can redeem yeah. himself as like a. I Red- can also, and redeem's kind of funny, but because like. Yeah. He doesn't need to redeem anything. He's won. Yeah. He, he was about to be. If he didn't get hurt, he's probably about to be. Actually, this is a great opportunity for Steph to win finals MVP. Just a side uh, note. I know. I was thinking um, about that earlier. But he was about to be a three time finals MVP and still could be. Um, so he has nothing to redeem to himself, no, I but agree with that. the basketball world, he wants, he has to redeem himself in the sense of, okay, just get off the fucking Warriors, and can you win without the Warriors? Okay, because we've seen LeBron James win without the Heat. We saw, it's the only example I have, but we've seen it. One more question. Yeah. Uh, for Ms. Mike George's ridiculous uh, statement of the uh, to end the podcast segment. Uh, on a scale of one to five, you have to always give me one to five. One is like not that ridiculous. Five. It, you're absolutely crazy. What do you give me on that? Um, the, my Zion, number one pick, Zion for LeBron, going to New York. Part one, I give you like an A plus. That's great. No, no, I said one to five. There's oh, no a like a f- the f- possibility or what? No, 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 no. How craziness? how craziness was what I no, said? One not to five. crazy at all. One for oh, one. The, part oh. one. This part is a, two. That's disappointing. You, you no, know no, no. my first part ever two. Crazy Hold on, I'm not done. One. Part two, where you said Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving join. It's like a five in ridiculousness. All right, First cool. of all, I think they have two max spots, not three. Yeah, but once you have a guy already on your roster, because he'd technically be part of the roster, right, on a trade, so you'd still have two max slots and play the luxury tax. I don't know if you can do that. Okay. And this is tough because I know neither one of us are extremely well-versed on the salary cap. I'm zero-versed. I don't think there's a pos. Part B was just ridiculous that right. Kevin Durant and Kyrie would join, but part A I thought was not ridiculous at all because – you're the Lakers. You'd be like, perfect. We'll pair Zion with Kuz, Ingram, and Ball. This would be much more exciting future-wise than mm-hmm. having LeBron for two years, three years. And if you're the Knicks, you say, fuck it. Now we can just start this rebuild now. Okay. Like, there's no more rebuild. Like we've James. So Dorn you would, would do it if you were the Knicks. Yeah. It's so hypothetical. But see, I was, I'm aiming for fives. Like go five on ridiculous scale. But I like what I did today. I started with a one and then amplified it to a what? A five or a four? A four. A four. Okay. Okay, good. Because it's not the most like... We've seen crazier things. Kevin Durant joined the Golden State Warriors. Uh, that's a, like if I, you said that to me before it was even like a rumor, mm-hmm. I would have said that's a fucking five. Okay, like because there was no way in the world I would ever. That, it, Kevin Durant joining the Warriors would have been like somebody telling me that LeBron James is going to join the Warriors, and I would have been like, "What?" Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. That's crazy. <laughs> and he did. So you never know. Um, what What's the chances LeBron requests a trade? Zero. To the Clippers. Okay, okay, okay. He wants to live in LA. Yeah, that's why I said zero. Kawhi joins the Clippers, and LeBron says, I want to go to the Clippers, and the Clippers trade their young pieces. Yeah, for LeBron James. What would be the odds then that Kawhi also requests a trade to the Lakers and tries to avoid LeBron James? 
No, he'd only request it if Kawhi wanted him to play. <laughs> How funny would that be if Kawhi joins the Clippers and they trade for LeBron, pair him up, and then Kawhi requests a trade from the Clippers to the Lakers? It wouldn't happen. My my mind was more realistic. I know it was. It might happen. You never know. We'll see. Drop my phone. All right. Uh, that's a good Drop cue. my phone. It's a good cue that we should get going. Um, this was fun. This was this was great. Uh, we'll be back probably. I mean. Damn. We might be back Friday night if something crazy happens. Yeah. Or like... Saturday morning. Saturday morning, yeah. That's what I was more or less thinking. Um, or Friday night. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, and Sunday night, maybe. Sunday, Monday morning. Because if there's game sevens, maybe Sunday morning during game seven. And maybe even Sunday, Sunday night. After. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anywho. Just, just turn on your notifications. Yeah. Is there notifications? On? Yeah, I... Oh, right. on, Everyone has iTunes. that, though. What? I don't think you have, you have to turn them on. I don't know. Just get them. Oh. Anywho, find us on find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just type in that being said podcast or type in Sant Sports. That's S O N T Sports, one word. And as for people that don't know, Sant stands for Sports on Tap. So you can find us at www.santsports.com. You can find all our social media there. You can find our everything there. Just go find us there. You find the podcast. Um, interact. Help us grow. Episode. 532 of the pod brought to you by Sant Sports and in the Sant Hub, as we like to say. George, what's up, man? You know, this is Sports on Tap and this is Sports Radio Redefined. Peace. Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space, space, space to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped right, right. boat neck sweaters. sweaters. The Container Store custom closet sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha. The Container Store, where space comes from. Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the brilliant iPhone XR included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and an 18-month lease. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after 16-25 month credit. Apply within two bills or canceled early. Remain balance due and limited basic after 9-30-20. Pay $32 per month per line without a pay. Date to keep prioritization during congestion. Speed maximums. Use rules and restrictions apply.